This is the American Dream, Dustin Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Survivor Series edition of the Bob Culture Podcast. Right now, you are listening to my friends, it lives and breathes, playing the Undisputed Era's theme. Well, Undisputed. Now, rumor has it, gentlemen, that they are coming out with a new medley this weekend uh, for Survivor Series, so I can't wait. Please, Rebel Hearts, please, Rebel Hearts. It's a good tune. It's a banger, guys. I can't wait. And gentlemen, welcome to the Survivor Series edition of the show. We gotta welcome back from poprate.com, the editor smark himself, Mr. Matthew Wittis. What's up, bro? Hey yo, let's go. He's ready. And the editor-in-chief, the good brother, without a Jameson sponsorship tonight, I might add. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? I have to drive home. But right now I'm ready to get into the fire! There it is. <laughs> Yes. Out of the system. Now it's all good. That's awesome. Guys, no, thanks. It's going to happen super uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And Bill, good to have you in uh, in studio, we'll say, for now. Uh, we're working on the live stream, guys. We'll get that down the road. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about uh, what could be an exciting pay-per-view, Survivor Series. Um, just want to get your guys' initial thoughts. Every year we have the rah-rah blue versus red uh, with really throwing out every storyline on the show. Uh, guys who are fighting each other team up. Uh, good guys become bad guys. It's it's always a crazy mess. We have a little bit of that going on this year again, but I feel like the idea of introducing NXT has added some excitement. Uh, Bill and I, we talked about on the BCP 100 episode, the idea of NXT uh, coming into the Survivor Series mix-up. Uh, Bill introducing the idea of the first women's war games. I have literally no recollection of that, so yeah. I will tap. <laughs> it's all on tape. <laughs> yeah, we got it on tape. Yeah, you're, you're better than you thought you were. But very exciting. I will say I do get sick of the blue versus red storylines out the window. I say this every single year. I will say Triple H popping in and talking to Rollins and uh, respectively Kevin Owens last night. He always has like some sort of story, you know. Um, you're not wanted on SmackDown. You were fired, but in NXT you belonged. Like I feel like every time NXT comes in, there's an explanation. Obviously, there were travel issues involved. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, real quick before we get into the card, what do you guys think about this pay-per-view and what's the excitement level for this Survivor Series weekend? We'll start with Bill. This has the potential to be either one of the best pay-per-views WWE has produced, wow. not only in 2019, but of the last few years. And I'm excluding NXT takeovers, but like main roster. Or this has the potential to be the biggest hot mess on the, they've produced in forever. Uh, personally, I think the build has been really, really weird and really, really sloppy at times. Like, the whole point, and I, Bob, I, I sent this to you on uh, Messenger last night. The whole point of this show is Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Why am I seeing Umberto and AJ Styles feuds progress even into this week? Why am I still seeing Lana and Lashley? Why am I seeing these minute personal issues? Like, why am I running this? Why are they running this Randy Orton ricochet thing? It's like a half pregnant thing. It's like they want to introduce things, but they want to have it. It's almost like they're saving storylines for post-Survivor Series, but Survivor Series is supposed to be 
the jump off to bigger things. This is when combustible elements come together, and when combustible elements come together, everyone is into the fire. <laughs> so number two. That's number two. And, and so that and it's also we're running like NXT is promoting war games. So you have on one show everyone's hates each other. And then on the other show, like we saw on SmackDown that just passed, Shayna Baszler is leading her opponents into the ring against other people, but they're going to fight each other. It's really, really messy. That drives me nuts, that stuff, yeah. It's going to be the in-ring work that has to save this show. And I'll get into my thoughts on what brand reigns supreme. Ah, very well said. Later. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, it's just, it's a recurring thing. It's been... Part of their curse for the last couple of years, when you have 15, 16, quote-unquote, pay-per-views every year, then you're constantly building to something that's not going to be there or building towards something when there's another goal in your way that you should be getting ready for that. So it makes it really hard for them to create matches that you care at all about when... The storyline for the past three weeks is for something that they're going to do two weeks after. Yeah, really good point. And I like what both of you guys are saying. On paper, purely, and from a match perspective, like Bill, you were saying they got to be really good, you have the Nakamura versus AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong. I mean, on paper, it's a, you know, I would call it somewhat of a dream match, uh, once upon a time, maybe. Sure, and, and that's my problem with the whole build has been, if you're building towards this brand battle, why did you not have Roderick Strong say, come to Raw or SmackDown, and then he takes on someone like Cesaro, who you know you're going to get a great match out of. This way, brand awareness for the consumer that's going to watch Survivor Series. Why not have Shinsuke Nakamura go to NXT and have a dream match against someone like Pete Dunne or mm. Bronson Reed, who's you know a guy who could lose... But could also be elevated. Like I think Reed would be better because he's this big bruising guy, and Nakamura. You know, everyone kind of like he's on the quote unquote retirement tour. He loves surfing. You know, he's he's not trying as hard. But he goes out and you see him just knock the crap out of this big guy. Wow, I'm really feeling this guy. Um, they're doing it sort of this week. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday, so tomorrow on NXT they're doing Revival against Undisputed Era. That's smart. You want to build that up. But I don't think they've been building towards that. I think there's all these iterations of matches that could have happened that they didn't do. Because instead they applied the same playbook that they've done for years of, and we saw it on Raw, it was like run-ins killing good matches or, you know, yeah. you know, Pier 6 brawls. There was a better way to tell the story, and they really didn't do it. So and I think this what's killed some of the interest for the show. And I think it's also affected NXT's ratings. Sorry, I'm ranting here. No, no, no. It's like you saw this huge jump in SmackDown's ratings the next week and NXT's ratings after that SmackDown in Buffalo. And everyone's like, wow, this is great. And then we saw, oh, no, they're just going to do the same thing they always do. And NXT has basically lost or been beaten up every single week. Like every single episode. Like, I, I could go through it later, but it's like they just lose. So I think people have lost faith in WWE. It's like, okay, they're just going to do what they did to WCW, just like they did to ECW, just like they did the Nexus. They're going to they're gonna cream them. Or the NWO, even when they brought them back. It's just like, we're going to have them lose. 
Yeah, no, really well said. And there's a lot of like, to be fair, you know, we still have a show tomorrow as of this recording that would be NXT and then Friday. So there's still, you know, some cards to be played. But also there were some audibles, you know, that like you keep referencing that Buffalo show, which was so great. Um, Name drop number one. Uh, When we met Adam Cole, Matt, I did ask him uh, the question that you were asking. You know, what was it like to get that call to go up to Buffalo that day? And he just looked me right in the eye and he said, hectic. Um, and I think I had heard that they got there a little bit after the show started. But, you know, you have that great match with Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole. You know, we see the formula. It's working. It was great. It was NXT. You had the little teaser of Shawn Michaels taking off his jacket like he's going to fight Daniel Bryan. Ooh, it's cold in here. Like, little stuff like that. It was great. It was so exciting. And then, Bill, like you said, the following week on SmackDown, they did the original show that they were supposed to do. I, I, I mean, you know, in your opinion. Yeah, and that is one of these... The sadder things about this is the mainstream audiences have had access to NXT for five, six weeks at this point, mm-hmm. and this whole thing could have been used to further to elevate and get viewers and eyes on that product, because there's loads of people that tuned into SmackDown, and who the hell are these guys, and they can move, I, I want to know more, and the viewership did spike the next week. Said, oh, these are the this that NXT show. These are the guys from there. They went in, checked it out, and it was Baron it Corbin was... with dog poop bags. And then, then <laughs> oh, the next, then the next week, and you saw the ratings <laughs> tanked. It was their yeah. lowest. It was their lowest one to date. Huh? But it's also like, yeah. why wouldn't you, like for you look at that SmackDown? And I'm a big Matt Riddle fan, bro, bro. Uh, so he has that great moment in Buffalo. But since then, he's been a nameless, faceless on Raw and SmackDown. Why wouldn't, for example, we last on Monday Night Raw, you had Lashley and No Way Jose. Lashley doesn't need to wrestle. He's got his feud with Rusev. It's terrible. But regardless, <laughs> he doesn't need to be in the ring and beat No Way Jose. Imagine if No Way Jose comes out, does his conga line, and then he cuts a promo in NXT. Matt Riddle jumps out of the crowd, does his five or six moves so everyone has the consciousness of like, oh, this is what he does. He's pretty great. Can't wait to see him Sunday. But instead, he's just a dude in the brawl. Swerve is out there. He's been on 205 Live, which we know nobody watches. Right like, along does better ratings than 205 Live. Exactly. They've moved it around so many times because they're like, ah, we don't know what to do. Why not have him, you know, fight somebody? Or like an- a- anything. Instead, it's Umberto, who I... I'm not very high on right now, personally, but he's got talent, he needs time to develop, but he's not a focal point of Survivor Series. Why am I seeing that guy every single week fighting the OC when we could maybe have him tangle with someone like Swerve, who he's had really good matches with, or interacting with anybody, but they're not doing that. Or even have someone from SmackDown come and fight him or something like that. I don't know. It's there's There's a lot of money that's been left on the table by WWE right now. That really well said, and it's interesting, you know, we're here to talk about Survivor Series picks, we obviously have to talk about War Games, um, just in the fact that a lot of these guys are competing in big matches night to night, War Games matches, you know, uh, what, double cages, there has to be some sort of injury coming, you know, into the next pay-per-view, uh, Bill, I believe you told me earlier today there's an Adam Cole match possibly for Survivor Series? Yeah, they just announced that Damian Priest... Pete Dunne and Killian Dane will will fight on NXT this week. Winner goes on to fight Adam Cole for the NXT title in a singles match. 
So now all the titles, except for the NXT UK title, will be defended in a singles match at Survivor Series. Oh. Don't get me started on NXT UK's involvement in all this. <laughs> I, I got you, but thank you for bringing that to the table. So here's another thing, and before we get into our picks, there's so much to cover. Um, I have to say this. Adam Cole being in the ladder match this Wednesday... He is, uh, again, name drop again, he's signing autographs with a cast on his wrist or a brace or whatever uh, at the meet and greet. Um, you know, Nunez went up to him and said, hey, how's the wrist or whatever? He says, oh, you know, I have like, good days and my bad days, but they keep making me wrestle. And, it, you know, it's very, you know, tongue in cheek, very funny. And, you know, he, he was good spirited about it. But he's in a ladder match on Wednesday with um, Dominic Dutchko. Yeah, so, I, and I told you this last week, Bill, I'm watching Mia Yim and Io Shirai in a really good ladder match. Yeah. And I'm saying she's going to get hurt. There's the blood. There's the broken nose. No surprise. I said, Bill, hey, guess what? I pictured myself having this conversation with you. Someone's getting hurt uh, this weekend or before this weekend. I, I think Adam Cole's going on the shelf, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan, a really nice guy. Uh, I just I, I worry about that. There's just so much going into this match go, uh, you know, concerning war games. Also, Johnny Gargano, you know, we're, we're sending positive vibes to him, one of my personal favorites, uh, an inspiration for Nunes. It's, that's his guy. Um, you know, we we knew something was bugging him. He hadn't been on TV as much, only a few matches. But putting Riddell, uh, Riddle in that match versus Finn Balor, that's uh, I think that's the right move. But it just everything's so confusing. Everyone's getting moved around. There's a lot of TBD. Um, I think everything's going to be great. There's going to be some good matches, but it's all just very confusing. Yeah, and that's uh, adding NXT to Survivor Series. We'll talk about how... You know, the storylines aren't matching up with what pay-per-view we're going to. That's affecting them, too, because, mm. like I said, they, they're running down to the ring with, I'm going to beat the living hell out of you and your friends in a steel cage, but first, let's go kick this bitch's ass first. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Yeah, that's my... Right. Like, the storyline's going out the window. Like, like at least, like, when Triple H comes and talks to Kevin Owens, like, like he explains everything. Or but that also, got, that also got kneecapped, because... Like, I want you to be part of the team. Undisputed Era beats him up. Why? And why didn't Triple H, if if it was meant to be, why didn't Triple H pull him off? He you shove know, him off. He looked. You told me he looked disappointed. That doesn't mean anything. He's Triple H. He is bigger than all those guys, and he could tell them, "Stop it now." That's right, our right. guy. And then there could have been some drama there, but instead he just kind of. Shuffles yeah, away. Was... There was some, like you said, there was some interaction between him and Cole, so they did, they didn't go into it, but it there was, was like a reaction. But uh, I was... get what you're saying. I it, get what you're saying. It, 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 the, like you're saying about the injuries, I mean, you look at who, who's going into NXT War Games. Pardon me. Tegan Knox, both bad knees. Lover, but her knees are, are bad. Rhea Ripley's been hurt this year. Mia Yim's going with cracked rib, bad ribs and a broken nose. Yeah. Um, You've got, of course, Adam Cole's hurt. Excuse me. Tommaso Ciampa, I mean, has been injured all the time. Um, there's a, a Bob, Bobby Fish has, was out for almost a year. I mean, there's a lot of dudes who have, a lot of people in these matches who have been hurt a lot. Let's put them in a cage. Put them in a cage and then have them carry a show and then go out and carry another show. I mean, you could hide in the three ways, but people are, there's a level of expectation. And a lot of it's just not making sense. And I don't think there's there's no stakes. Like when we watch Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan, to me, I'm like, this is the, one of the best televised WWE matches I've seen in years. Like I was like, this is stakes. This is like I I don't know who's gonna win. 
I don't want to see what happens. When Adam Cole took on Seth Rollins, no way was Adam Cole winning that match. I knew that the moment I saw Seth Rollins, I'm like, no way is Seth Rollins going to win that title. This is going to end in a DQ or something. It did. And so it's like, I don't feel the stakes for for NXT or SmackDown or Raw. Like, what does anyone have to lose? Well, it's just like the vegetarian restaurant down the street. No stakes. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> you deserve the third. Uh, yeah, there it is. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Let's get into the match card and predictions. And I have to oh, say, which, which show we're we doing first? I know, right? Well, uh, so we're talking Survivor Series, but you know, we'll sprinkle in kind of war games and what's going into that too. Um, well, there's only three matches on that card, so uh, the, it wouldn't take uh, us that long. I'm looking here. It says the uh, Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, Damian Priest is going to be on the war games card. Wow, they, did they just change that? Maybe. Uh, the, I'm going off Wikipedia here. Somebody could have got some messed up. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'm going to check the Twitter. Yeah, ch- check it all. I, I We're some, live tweeting. That's right. I did some research earlier, gentlemen. And as always, we I start with... Bob the, Culture Pod. Yeah. Where we're tweeting from. Yes, thank you, guys. Um, so as always, we start with ladies first here on the Bob Culture Podcast. We have the man, Becky Lynch, versus Shayna Baszler, versus uh, the new Bailey, I'll say... And, uh, uh, by the way, sorry, breaking, yeah. breaking news. Yes. You're right. It will be at War Games because they realized, oh, man, we don't have any matches on this show. Yeah. TakeOver tends to have four matches. They're four good matches. They need to have they, more matches they, on this yeah. show. Like, I thought they, the one thing they could have done was, like, they had a great moment where they could have had, like, with Garza and Leo Rush where Garza pulls his pants his, his pants off in front of Rush's wife. Great way to end that as a DQ. Um you have you have a personal thing. Have them wrestle a takeover and give space between the takeover matches, the war games matches, because you're yeah. having two. You can't have two matches back on top of back. each other. I it's mean, that's just, gonna be nuts. You don't do do two big man matches back to back. Don't do two tag matches back to back. You space it out. Yeah, unless you're AEW, then you always do tag team matches <laughs> yeah, at funny. all times. Well, you play to your strengths. They do it right. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say they do it right. <laughs> Number four. All right, guys. But, yeah, we have the man Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler versus Bailey in, I believe, the match that was announced first for this pay-per-view. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. keep it short and yeah. sweet. Triple threat. I hate to say it. I think Bailey's eating the pin on this one. I'm going to go Shayna Baszler for the uh, first NXT win on uh, – Card that might have quite a few NXT wins. Matt, now you know rules being, uh, you know, a rule enforcer in real life. Um, is the is the three way da- are these three way dances like no DQ? Is that still a thing? Or they, depends. Oh, oh please give me a finish to this match. I mean, that's, no, no, I'm just curious yeah, because that will influence yeah. all of my picks. Oh, okay. Now do you have to have a stay of the stipulation, but it's not five minutes before the match, which is their usual go-to. So I mean, you can get knows. disqualified in the Hell in a Cell match now. So, you know, <sighs> sorry, I had to. Referee stoppage. It wasn't great for Nick Diaz, and it wasn't good for that match in any way. <laughs> Into the fire. Who do you guys got? <laughs> Number five. Who do you guys got on this one? Oh, Matt, I prefer to you. Do you know? Uh, you, you definitely had a logical pick there. Uh, first off, that was a. In no way, shape, or form does Shayna Baszler eat the pin in this. I think Becky ding, is ding, more ding. likely to take the fall in this one than Shayna. Because I agree. They, they are building her. They want that threat coming out of her, that persona, for either staying on NXT or making the jump to one of the other brands. And Bailey is the more logical one, but... 
You know, they Valiant might contradict her. Right and now. her, can I talk to the manager haircut? Oh, uh, yes, the Karen. <laughs> she, she's rocking the Karen hard. Great. Bill, who you got? Well, did you, did you who would you say? Baszler, final um, answer? I think, uh, I think Baszler's going over. Okay. So, the reason I asked about the no DQ is because I see a lot of shenanigans in this match. In, this in fact, one. I'm going to see shenanigans all over the place because we did see yes. Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. That wasn't a coincidence. I think you will see them Sunday. I've been saying forever, this is the time Ronda Rousey comes out. And why not? I, why don't I just push my, my chips to the center of the table? Because I say it every damn time I'm on the Bob Culture Podcast. This is the time Ronda Rousey comes she out. She wants to have a family, right? Sure. <laughs> There's a couple mil that says she can wait. Um, oh, you know oh. what I mean? And I mean, But also, she could do WrestleMania and then get pregnant. It happens, guys. Um, but I think you could definitely see Ronda in this match. And I think... Becky is the one who, who loses because I think Shayna somehow. Because I was originally thinking, I'm like, okay, Becky's going to win. But if I'm going to go down this path, I've been down so many times this year. Um, I think Ronda will come out, and then we start the build to WrestleMania, the rematch of all rematches. And I think part of that happens where it's. Um, Rhonda's music hits. Maybe she doesn't even come out. Maybe she. Maybe it's just her music. Maybe it's a video. Or she comes out. Something happens where it's Rhonda's presence allows Shayna to lock the curfew to clutch in. Say that five times fast, by the way. <laughs> and um, I think sh- I think Shayna comes out with the. I'm gonna say the sole win for NXT. Wow, really well That's said. Rough. And we know this about Rhonda. She doesn't give a damn about her bad reputation. With all the dead jokes. Yeah, um, I'm working. Becky Lynch straight into the straight fire. Oh, oh uh, we are on top form there tonight, gentlemen. Go. Good thing if, if good thing we're not doing a drinking game. It's <laughs> good thing we didn't stream this live. I think people would unfollow. I Dean Malenko drinking game. Oh, oh god. But the thing that's interesting about these triple threat matches is that a lot of these people who don't usually eat the pin or lose can lose without losing. We know this. You know, I think Bailey's going to take the pin or submission in this case, whatever it may be. Or you will see people who will get pinned that don't usually get pinned. Uh, you know, the likes of Viking Raiders, Becky Lynch, um, you know, I think uh, not on the card, but guys like Aleister Black, you don't see get pinned as much. So I think You don't see Aleister threats. Black at all, except looking like a chump on Monday Night Raw. Cause he can't, oh, that's my he, guy, too. He can't open the door in time for Buddy Murphy. That was weird. <laughs> that was just weird. His whole run. But Buddy Murphy was like, no, nah, I'm not okay, bye. Like, that was weird, you know? Oh, like, just, it was just weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw what they were trying. Running from door to door like Scooby Doo and the gang. One door opens, they yeah. come out another one. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. God, I would have taken that <laughs> over him, just be like, huh? What? Raggy? And he was like, oh, he missed him. It's just like Alistair Black. Wow. Or Swaggle painting the tunnel on the door on the wall and running through. <laughs> there. Oh, Chavo give, Guerrero give, being the first. <laughs> first off, give me Hornswoggle back in WWE <laughs> right now. Well, I just want him on my TV screen. He <laughs> might be on Impact. Wrong. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, it is the signings for you right now. Uh, so, Baszler all around. That was unanimous, I believe, yeah. gentlemen? Yeah. Safe pick. Um, in, you so, know, it means Becky Lynch wins. Well, and, <laughs> and safe bet as well. And again, it will definitely be where somebody is engaged with her, 
and or the other two will be engaged. One of them will take the other one out, but not fish him. Basler comes in from behind and something locks like it in. Something to that effect. Where the other one almost has somebody beat. Interesting. Steal the win. I'm excited for this match. I'm not gonna lie. That should be. That should. That could be the match of the night. Uh, I'm gonna throw another one at you for match of the night. I really think this is gonna be fantastic. You have the Viking Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. Now they're gonna be kind of worn down, I would imagine, or someone's gonna be injured. Hopefully not. Versus the New Day. I think this could be a show stealer. I don't know about you guys. It could be. Uh, I'm interested to see where you guys go on this one because I'm sitting here thinking, I don't see SmackDown winning a lot of these matches. Maybe this is the one where SmackDown wins. Uh, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet again. Oh, man, I don't see Viking Raiders losing too much. I think Undisputed Air is going to sneak this one out. I see a lot of disagreement. Uh, Bill, go ahead. That's a lot of that was a lot of silent dad jokes <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, I think it's uh, the new day. Yeah, this is the one SmackDown gets. Yeah, um, it's an interesting. It's a as the British would say, it's a kerfuffle because if you think about, and I'm going to sidetrack this whole podcast for a second because that's what I do. Is <laughs> when we're thinking about who's going to get the edge here, like everyone has to look strong. Yes, because. SmackDown's on Fox. They need to look strong because you can't make like, them look like chumps. Yeah. yeah, and then but NXT also needs to be made to look strong because that's that's the secret weapon against that big bad AEW. You know what I mean? And that's uh, why so I should have been on Tuesday. And um, Monday Night Raw is the flagship, and they're still from everything you read in the on the internet and you know, from podcasts like that's Vince's brand. That's the one he loves. So it's going to be really difficult. And I think NXT is going to get the short end of the stick on all of it. But trying to make all these guys look strong is going to be really hard. And so that's why I think the New Day is going to win because I I think SmackDown might get the edge on this night. But the New Day really? needs the New Day needs to win, and an undisputed era will take the pin because Viking Raiders will look strong because they never got pinned. And this is one they can lose. This yeah. is one they can lose mm-hmm. because I think you know. Bobby Fish will eat the pen because that's what Bobby Fish does. And, which is just weird to say it like that. It sounds like a Forrest Gump was saying it. So it's what Bobby Fish does. And, um, yeah, so, but the New Day also needs it because, I mean, they've lost a lot recently, just got the belts, need to, you know, reestablish themselves in, in theory. So I go New Day. Oh, man, you might, you might have convinced me. I might change my pick because I, I, don't see SmackDown winning a lot, and I think this might be the safe bet. You have Undisputed Era, again, coming out of war games, at a disadvantage. Uh, like I said, I think NXT is going to win one match. Because I think really? NXT is going to get the short end of the stick on the night. You know what? I'll go New Day with you, Bill. Changing my answer. Watch. Matt. Matt's going to convince you to change your mind again. Okay, hey, maybe. I don't want to be that guy. Go. Trifecta. Really? There you go. Yeah, I'm going with New Day because, as Bill said... They, you know, uh, Xavier Woods is going to be out for a while, quite a while, it looks like. Yeah. But uh, secret, next, next secretly, for the last gosh, like three to five years, New Day has been anchoring, if not carrying, one brand or the other, yeah. uh, kind of on the down low. I mean, when you think about it, if you took New Day out of... You know, Raw, when they gave him the title for, what was it, two years to beat Demolition's record. Take away those matches with the Usos, with uh, Gallows and Anderson. 
they were running SmackDown. They haven't had the guy for you know whatever it is four five six years, but they've had an attraction the New Day, and they've lost a little steam. They need to get it back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because um, he he ain't going back for that title. It doesn't seem like they're even acknowledging that. No. Well, I think the story, you know, we kept saying on the podcast was eventually going to be the implosion of the New Day, however it was going to go down, whatever member was going to turn their back. I think that you know, goes out the window. I, I think I think the New Day is the Rock and Roll Express, to be honest with you. They broke yeah. them up once. It was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I could see it being another Kofi Kingston situation maybe down the road where one guy goes out on his own. But there's just a magic to those guys that they add an element that WWE doesn't always have on their shows, and that's fun. Like, un, unbridled, knows-no-age fun. Very well said. And they should be pushing them harder in the media and stuff, like that, and they just let Seth Rollins go on Twitter. <laughs> Very and well said. And you know where Seth Rollins ends up? Uh, was that six seven all right guys uh moving on so you have convinced me i will go new day on this one because i do not see a lot of smackdown wins here uh let's move on now this is a little bit of a hypothetical we have another five on five on five elimination match i am correct on that both for the men and women yes no one has been announced for either nxt team of five correct so waiting to see who gets hurt no, I mean, big part of it. Yeah, big, big part I'm of it. assuming we'll find out tomorrow night. Don't assume that. You think they're waiting until after? I honestly night? don't. Th- I honestly Who's left. Well, here's here's how here's if I had the pencil. Yeah. If I was Michael PSAs, <laughs> I'd be a lot less of a jerk. Um, but um, <laughs> is <laughs> guess I'll never work there. Uh, is um, I would announce the team captain for for the men and women of NXT. Yeah. And then I'm not telling anyone anything. And that's how they should play it. It's just like, here's our team captains, and they're, we're not revealing who we want because, one, you're going to get a good pop, hopefully, especially if there's a surprise. And, you know, why not add a little element of mystery to the match? No, that, I, I like I like what you're saying. So Mike, by that logic, they will announce it five minutes before the pay-per-view starts. I, I like what you're saying. I'm seeing a riddle, Lee... Dijevic, please don't put Finn and Riddle on the same team and do that thing that you do to me that drives me nuts. I don't think you're going to see Finn. No. With, what, he, he just changed. Been, he hasn't yeah. been involved with the main roster outside of that thing with AJ. But that was which was an interesting interaction. Which was, I think, more coincidental than actually a thing. That could be interesting though if they. Mm. You know. So do you want us to predict who? The NXT teams are going to be, and then pick our winners? Yeah, hypo, you know, it's a lot of hypothetical here, but I'm going to say your who's who. You know, you have your Undisputed Era guys pretty much all taken up. You know, you'd think there's a quick four, but they're all in matches, it looks like. Uh, I'm going to say your Keith Lee, your Matt Riddle, your Dijevic, your Pete Dunn. Pre- well, it depends on that match, yeah. So mm-hmm. it'll be whoever didn't win that match. Your Killian Dane and your maybe a Swerve in there. Um, but anyway, on the Raw team, we have Rollins, KO, 
Ricochet, uh, I put RKO, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Come on, that team alone, just on paper, I think takes it. Uh, the SmackDown team, you have a lot of strength in Roman Reigns, and you have uh, Mustafa Ali, who I believe got his first name back. Got his name back. Got his name back. Um, we have, I cannot read my own handwriting. Shorty G. Shorty G. Where's Braun Strowman, God another strong one. Yeah. And uh, the anti-Smarks personal favorite. King Corbin, King That's of the right. Ring. Uh-huh. Um, cool. We'll throw it over to you, Matt. I'm just going to say Raw takes it. Just on paper, Rollins, KO, Ricochet, Randy Orton, Drew. Come on. RKO's left yeah, and right. They've got, uh, yeah, they, they got a little more, I would say more star power on the Raw side, but a little more favor. Everybody there has a little more momentum going right now. They're, you know, they're trying to do things with Drew McIntyre on and off for the past two years. You know, they're trying to do things with Seth, trying to do things with with uh, KO, uh, Ricochet, the great Randy Orton, queuing you up. Go oh, ahead. yeah. I've, I've taken a vow as I have a more positive mind frame. Okay. Not to... Um, so to heckle not, Randy not Orton. Not to heckle Randy Orton. Listen, Tony Khan burned him enough on Twitter, so... Oh. <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 Matt Jackson. The uh, you're going with Corbin, aren't you? No. Uh, the uh, I'm I'm thinking Raw does sound like the smarter way. The NXT team. There's a bit of a problem as, as far as springing everybody at the end because a lot of people don't know these names, so you're not going to see any big surprise pop when this name or whoever comes out. Uh, a little bit of a dark horse theory. Just playing around with it. Uh, what if we see a bunch of people come out that up until now have been on Raw or SmackDown but not seen the level of success that they saw on NXT? Guys like Cesaro. Maybe. Yeah, but he he's already he see they, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Because like, but Cesaro is now in that Sami Zayn posse. Yeah. So I think they're running with that. Hmm. Interesting. But I think it would be freaking cool. It was, you know, because <laughs> he has said, done that before. Remember, he was on Team Cena, and then uh, for Survivor Series that year, Sting came out, and then he was like, "Nope, yeah. going going to the corporate." That worked out well for him. Yeah, these things happen. <laughs> so you going going raw? I'm going raw. Final answer. Okay, raw. You just think the names on paper, right? Uh, Randy Orton obviously having a really good Survivor Series pay per view track record uh, in a lot of these five-on-five matches. Now we have a five-on-five-on-five. Mr. Bodkin. Well, I've been thinking about who it could be for NXT, and we saw a guy who was involved, had a match, and got a really good reaction. I could see him getting his name tossed in there. That's Walter. You don't have NXT UK. I like that. You don't have them involved at all, and I thought it was just pure garbage when they were in Manchester and nothing with like Imperium and that was it and then uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews got squashed by the Viking Raiders. You have a whole NXT UK brand that could use mainstream exposure and they didn't really do anything with them and they've got really talented people on that roster. So, But since he's already been introduced to the mix, I could definitely see Walter being put in there and Man, there there's some that I mean Walter and Braun Strowman both getting the hands. Whew, that'd be great. 
Um, I like it, Bill. I, I, I so yeah, I'm but I can see be happy. Uh, Riddle. I'm gonna go Riddle, Walter, Velveteen Dream because I think he's coming back. I think he's they the, need him. There, he's going to be the fourth guy. Um, I'm not going to rule out Johnny Gargano because it, just in case it's a work. Because imagine that you're you're, right, you man. go with a team of Riddle, Walter, Dream, and Gargano. Dream would be the only guy in War Games. He could be protected in that match because Dream is not like the other guys who are going to go ham. You know that it yeah, could be super violent or do big spots. I mean, he probably he could probably I could see Dream doing an elbow up the cage too. But that would be I think the biggest mainstream pop would be those four. But I think in the end, mm. man, if I'm it's hard if, you if don't I'm going to say if I don't if I don't say it, it's going to be really hard. Um, I'm going to go SmackDown. Because you're going to have, you've already built up this feud between Ricochet and Orton, so I could see them taking themselves out. You built up something between could, Drew and KO. So, and I could also see KO walking out and be like, screw you guys. And You're convincing me. Corbin, that Corbin and Roman have a problem, but there's the ego there, so I could see them working together still. And I think... Roman and one other guy is going to be the survivor of that team. So I like what you're doing, Bill, because I used to do this for Survivor Series every year, and it worked out a couple times where I do the math. This guy takes out this guy, but now we have Because you always have a count out. Even go back to the first Survivor Series, there's always count outs. There's always someone walks out. There's always some shenanigans. So I'm going to go. (laughs) uh, I'm going to go with um, SmackDown. All right, man. Uh, you know what? And I'm kind of thinking. I mean, now. honestly, my real pick would be NXT wins everything, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but I do. You know, I kind of think like maybe Reigns just takes out Corbin. You know, knocks him out. You know, and then he eats a pin from someone else or lays him out. Um, like the big pop for I know everyone. You know, quote unquote, Baron Corbin is the greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling. Which is like if you listen to their busted open, they're like he's the best heel. Like, no, he's not. He's good. But if you want a huge pop and get someone over, they do what Progress did with Riddle and Trent Seven. Trent Seven was a big heel at the time. Riddle comes out, cre- you know, have Corbin run his mouth, and he creams him with the knee. Seven-second pin. Place will go nuts. Mm. Corbin loses nothing, by the way. No. You just added another thing that people can make fun of him for, they could chant at him for. Yeah, I think I, it'd be muddy. Probably not gonna happen. All right, interesting stuff, guys. And this where again gets confusing because there's a lot of hypothetical hypothetical that comes into play. We'll see how they build this. Like I said, I'm very confused. Uh, you know, going into war games and going into Survivor Series. I think we're gonna get a lot of great wrestling. But again, I'm just very confused on everything. Um, now, conversely, we have the women's five on five on five elimination classic Survivor Series match. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, guys. We have uh, Charlotte Flair. Thank you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Logan, is that correct? Yep. On that one? Okay. She's in. Uh, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. I just, uh, she hasn't been on TV as much, uh, so happy to see her there. Uh, Natalia, of course, Asuka and Kyrie Zane. Uh, on the SmackDown sides, Dana Brooke, I'm a fan. Sasha Banks, the boss. Carmella, 
Uh, I can't read my writing. Lacey Evans. Lacey and Nikki Cross. Nikki. Oh, that that does not look, looks like I put something else. But yeah, Nikki Cross versus. That's not Wendy Richter. <laughs> versus TBD. Uh, it makes it crazy. I think you're gonna see your Bianca Belair, your Io Shirai, your Candice Lorray, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, but you're gonna see real Ripley. Absolutely, this is gonna be a showcase for her. I'm a fan, and Mia Yim. No, I don't think so. No. She's gonna be. Injured. <laughs> I think they need to not kill her. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go Tegan. She's been having love, the best matches that she's had maybe ever lately, but she's been getting hurt in all of them. Yeah. Uh, Bill, who, where are you going on this one? I, again, I know there's a lot of blank spots here. All right, so, yeah, I pre- I'm pretty much in lockstep with you on who they're going to have for Team NXT. It'll be Rhea Ripley will be the captain. It'll be Io Shirai, Tegan Knox, um, Bianca, and Candice. Because all of them have been seen in some way or another on WWE TV. Remember, Candice was in the Royal Rumble uh, last year, uh, this year. It's too bad Casey Catanzaro's not around. Uh, yeah, right? I was thinking the same. Because she would have been, that would have been, you know, She's unfortunately fantastic. with injuries. Oh, yeah. um, man, I'm going to go raw with this one because I think that there's a lot of weak spots in that SmackDown team. Like, Agreed. You're putting, you didn't put Mandy and Sonya in there, but you're throwing in. Dana Brooke, who I like, and I'm glad she's getting a shot, but she's Not first pin fodder. You know, yeah. she's she's right out, she's out the gates. Um, I think Raw with Charlotte, you can't Charlotte Flair don't lose, guess unless oh. it's in a title match. Interesting, I'm, man. I'm I'm a bit confused on this one, Matt. What do you got? Uh, yeah, with Team NXT, those are all good picks. Those are people that they want eyes on. Um, in that. Uh, in that Dana Brooke, uh, Sarah Logan spot for NXT, I think we we could see uh, Dakota Kai. Um, yeah, we because, haven't mentioned her. Yeah, because uh, I really she's thought back she was going to turn Yeah, well, she's still good. It, we really don't know who laid out everybody backstage. Bailey, that's what they're going with. Well, that's what that's what they're going with. Is I think they because Bailey said I'm the one who took everyone out. Ah. Or unless I'm really wrong. Oh, uh, maybe I've been <laughs> wrong a lot. <laughs> I think it was. I think You're more well read than I am. Yeah, so I think we it go was, with you on this. I one. think it was Bailey, yeah. But then, uh, you know, she's apparently uh, her contract is coming up soon, and the parent company for New Japan just bought Stardom, which is her old stomping grounds. Who? I'm sorry. Uh, the parent company for. No, no. Uh, whose contract's running up? Uh, Dakota Kai. Oh, Dakota uh, Kai. Early, okay. early 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they're locking her up. Yeah. yeah. They, he, well, I remember he said he wanted Asuka and Kyrie Sane to come back. Yeah. Yeah. He says, your contracts are coming up. Come on home. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, th- I could see Dakota Kai. She's been she's been positioned well, unlike, you know, like Deanna Peraza or Chelsea Green, who were basically, like, signed. And it's just like, especially Deanna Peraza. Yeah. Just like It's just like, hey, we don't want you on All In, which was blatantly obvious. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're never going to use you. Yeah. Um, hmm. Never Her contract's coming up soon. And even even though I saw a huge upside to Dakota Kai, um, yeah, that was a lengthy injury. Uh, she does seem like she's lost half a step coming back, or it's, it's coming in. Uh, her and her and uh, Tegan Knox, you can you can see it.
Yeah. You know, it's still early yet. Uh, but you know, they got that going on. And, yeah, Raw seems the stronger yeah. team all around, the, the bigger names. Uh, got to go with them. But I think you're going to see a lot of Rhea Ripley. I think she – I wouldn't be surprised if we see Rhea Ripley and Charlotte as the final two. Oh, and I have like and have just a good old fashioned slug fest. Oh yeah, that was uh, like we saw Lacey and Charlotte last year, just nose to nose. You know, to uh, was Lacey was it last year? Was it last year or the year before? Lacey was Lacey debuted this year. I think it was. I think it was last. I think it was last uh, Survivor Series. I just seem to remember them being nose to nose in the middle of the ring, some sort of cross brand thing. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe no. It was probably the Rumble. That's it. It was the Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, I, I like. I, I just don't want Lacey to be the winner there because, like, mm. to me, it's just like you're not pushing her, really. Yeah. So it's no. like it makes more sense for Charlotte because there's big things for Charlotte coming. Unless so, Ronda comes out. So are you going Charlotte last woman standing? I don't know if Charlotte's last woman standing. If anybody is, that's who they're going with. That's a given. Uh, I would not be surprised to see. Rhea doing a, a doing multiple eliminations for Raw and SmackDown, kind of that Diesel Rumble yeah. effect where she, wow, who is this girl? She's kicking everybody's ass and getting her name up there. Interesting. So uh, I'm gonna go NXT. Uh, I think the women <laughs> feels like Rob freaking loves NXT. I like I, good pick, I, I think I, the, I think the women's division is very strong. Uh, I, I like that Ray Ripley last woman standing kind of idea. Um, it's funny got that the best submission hold. Yeah, it's funny that uh, you mentioned Lacey standing tall at the end because I did kind of see that. That's not my. Pick, it's a very WWE. See, pick. Yeah, exactly. But I think if this was three months ago. Or four months. If this was the summer and this was happening, I could I would say that, but not not now. Not now. It's not as maybe even right after the pay per view I shall not name um, that happened on Halloween. I could have seen that too, but it's just she's just there's no momentum behind her. Right. So yeah. yeah, but Charlotte, when you're doing the first, if you're doing the first ever something with the women, it's Charlotte Flair. Good. Interesting. Except for WrestleMania. So I'm going to go NXT, even though I don't know who the competitors are. That's not very smart. But I'll go NXT on this one. I do think they have a very strong women's division uh, with the Neo Shirai, Ray Ripley. Uh, so much good stuff that could come out of that match. Uh, as we always say here, the real winners, the fans. I'm going to go NXT. Bill, you said you were going Raw? Yes. Uh, Matt, NXT? I am going with Raw. Oh, and, Raw. Uh, My mistake. I think uh, one thing we will see in the match... Uh, probably Sarah Logan because I think she's a, or Kyrie Sane. Bianca Belair tries to get go for the distance record and seeing how far up the rampway she can throw her. Oh wow! Oh man, that's crazy. Well, Matt, I'm surprised that you are not going with the Queen Charlotte Flair, but as you guys all know, we are fans of a different Queen, and that's our good friend, the Queen of NE. Guys, check her out on Queen's Court podcast. We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, here's a few words from our good friend, the Queen of NE. Hey everyone, it's your girl, the Queen of NE, and I'm so excited to tell you about my show, Queen's Court. It's an awesome, 
fun, super interactive podcast led by yours truly, bringing you some awesome interviews, some great collabs, and just enjoying discussing our beloved sport of wrestling. You can find me on Twitter at the Queen of Any, on Instagram at X the Queen of Any, and of course my podcast, Queen's Court, on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are out. I encourage you to come take a listen to something new, something fresh, and something that you can only have when you hold court with the Queen. So it's always a great idea to drink lemonade right before you do a podcast. Yeah. Or just have carbonated beverages like I have. <laughs> yeah. Mac and cheese, yeah. Oh, that's right. And Matt, again, thank you for bringing. you got to yeah. mention our good friends, Local Smoke. We give them a plug here over in Neptune. You know why? So some good wings, and I've been smelling them this whole time. So thank you for that, Matt. Oh, and right. you can smell things? It's, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, I'm getting distracted by wings. Let's talk about uh, really another. Let's talk about match. chicken wings. Let's talk about the Red Rooster Terry Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy of course look at the rib of course not just ask Bruce Pritchard <laughs> Conrad it's not a rib <laughs> that's from my buddy Kenny uh, so we have AJ Styles versus Nakamura versus I was Ryder Strong Roderick Strong what was that Boy Meets World uh, Roderick Strong in a match that might steal the show on this one um, I know shocker here I'm going uh, with NXT on this one I'm going strong these guys are going to do the job for him alright we have a guy who's in a faction oh. Bill you look like you, you disagree he's going to lose that's what Roger Strong he's, that's what Roger Strong does okay he loses Talk to uh, I mean listen I've been watching Roger Strong since he was an undefined physically ROH uh, no I'm talking Jersey All Pro Wrestling oh. he was oh, coming, wow. they were bringing him in from Florida and he was the messiah of the backbreaker and was uh, the uh, full impact pro champ. Yep, and he had to he had to he had them long ass sideburns, which I have a lot of respect for. Um, <laughs> he was a he was a doughy little boy. <laughs> uh, now shredded as shit, but still gonna lose. He's not gonna win. There's no way he's winning. Nakamura, AJ Styles, AJ's going over because he's gonna be hot for that Umberto feud, man. I think, you know, I think AJ's been putting a lot of people, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, him and Daniel Bryan, I feel like, have been ta- taking a lot of pins lately. They're, right. they're at that point in their career where right. they don't lose anything by but, somebody. But, and this is another case you can lose without losing. But Nakamura, like, let's face it, they don't give a shit about Nakamura. Like, and Roderick's not going to win because he's not that over in NXT. This is like Adam Cole. Like, they would put Adam Cole over at Roderick's. He's a dude. He's the Arn Anderson. He's the workhorse. He's the guy who could eat 100 pins, but you still think he's going to come back next week and knock your teeth out. He's, he, that's what he is. He's Arn Anderson. And, and I, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you are right, though. Good. You, <laughs> you, you convinced me on a couple already. Right? Uh, but, I mean, AJ, I, it's just, I think it's just going to be AJ because he is the hot hand on Raw. He is that guy who's rushed to the ring to defend Raw every single time, even though he's a heel. He, they need a main event guy for, for Raw to keep going because they haven't found Seth that, wheel, that guy to fight because we saw what happened with The Fiend and we saw what happened with Corbin. <laughs> And they're, yeah, I know they're trying to make it fetch happen with Seth Rollins right now, but <laughs> Jesus tap dancing Christ, he, they got nothing for him. No. Uh, so I, I see eight, they've been slotting AJ into that main event role on Raw, closing on TV. So, yeah, they don't want none. 
but wow. AJ Styles is going to win. Wow. My, my wife could care less about wrestling, but the fact that you said make fetch happen on, uh, on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> I remember I'm the editor-in-chief of the popbreak.com, well played, the pop bro. culture website. Well, well played, sir. Matt, uh, so we have AJ Styles. Uh, I respectfully disagree. I'll go N- NXT. Where are you going, Matt? I'm smarter than both of you because I'm ah. picking Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. Uh, basically, again, everybody has a faction who may or may not be at ringside. You've That's got the true. OCA, yeah, very you've good got call. There. You're right. And right now, of those, those three... Shinsuke has Sami Zayn, who is probably getting more heat every time he walks into the building than those other two also heel factions. So he that's their that's their hotter property right now. I think they're gonna go with that. It's not so much about Shinsuke, so much as you know, his entourage, his total package. Lex Luger. Going that's right. <laughs> As narcissistic as it would be to say. Uh, well, I guess, you know, I could get on the Lex Express with that, oh, that theory. Nice. Especially since I said SmackDown was going to win the night. Uh, but yeah, hmm. I could see that. I could see that definitely happen. I could, you know what, and in terms of just overall, I could see SmackDown winning the night. Um, but then you need to make NXT look strong. You want to beat these guys. Not. No? They're not. Like, I, think we're I, just, I just don't think they, I just... Someone has to lose. Right. And that's why I'm kind of was almost wavering on my raw men's pick because I'm like, they really want to make Seth look strong. He's got to burn it down, guys. Um, he doesn't have to burn down everything. <laughs> just like, but I, I think SmackDown has to be the number one because Fox put oodles of money and they promote him on the NFL. You got to look strong. It doesn't mean it, you know, the long run probably doesn't mean hill beans, but I think, you know, SmackDown's going to look be the supreme brand. Interesting. So we're all on different pages on this one, which, which is but interesting. I still think anyway. uh, Matt, I do, I, I do respectfully uh, understand that you, you say everyone has a faction. Looking at it you know, from all sides, I think that's a really great point. A lot of other stuff coming into play on this one. So uh, tons of shenanigans, like Bill said earlier. There'll be a lot. Um, how have we not mentioned CM Punk once on this podcast yet? Has that Trying not happened? Has that? Oh, really? So I'm I'm actually not a big Punk guy. I did enjoy obviously what he brought to the table in terms of breaking the fourth wall and some of his storylines and things like that. But um, you know, a lot of people are calling his return to Fox obviously return to WWE, which it is in a way. I felt like the return obviously fell flat in a studio with no audience. You know, it was great to hear that music again. But anyway, which they took out on the the on on the the replay. Royalties are royalties, man. That's uh, that was on Raw, and that's not. uh, They they don't have they don't don't have that contract. Fox is paying that uh, that money to Living Color, not uh, not USA, I guess. Um, But yes, CM Punk basically uh, coming up to the camera. Uh, with the one-liner, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I was going to make a corny joke, but I'll leave it alone. You could change the pop culture. Yeah, there. Oh, even better, see? Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. But Seth, uh, you know, we're talking about Seth making fetch happen, at how, <laughs> as you put it, uh, issuing somewhat of a challenge to uh, Punk already. So there's already rumors brewing. Stay off Twitter. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Uh, Matt, I believe you're a punk guy. Any uh, any thoughts on a possible Rollins uh, punk matchup or any excitement or just leave it alone? Or uh, I, I'm a, a very measured punk guy. Yeah. I said this, he, you know, he 
perfect example, right guy, right place, right time, right advocate, you know, for when he hit his peak there. And it was lightning in a bottle. It was really a big deal. He could never show up again, and I don't think they're losing anything. The, the chants are getting quieter and quieter every time they go. They're in Chicago. They're going to have to say something. Good call. Oh, they're but, in Chicago. Think, yeah. Another good point, Matt. Chicago. The, big Big Again, I, I think it was one of the biggest, uh, one of the potential stumbling blocks there is the fact that the people who want to see CM Punk, or at least want to chant CM Punk, uh, they're going to expect him to get back in the ring sometime, but I don't think he or they have any plans for that. You don't think so, money's going to do it? So it's constant. Oh, sure, money, money, you know, money can do anything. Your WrestleMania think- match. But the thing, it's just like he's still, as of what we know right now, it all could change when he comes out tonight and changes the culture. Yeah, you're gonna read what they tell you to read, Phil. <laughs> like, sorry, and I hate saying, <laughs> but it's just like he comes off like such a sanctimonious doucher. It's just like, it's like he's not gonna say anything so controversial. He's not gonna go out there and say anything that Corey Graves doesn't do on After the Bell. Which was supposed to be this big work... I'm taking my keys out of my pocket, sorry. This big, you know, we're not going to hold anything back. And I listen to those things, and it is so scripted and so... They control the narrative, man. Towing the line. Like, I I felt like he was stuttering talking to Triple H. Like, it was bad. Yeah, but I mean, CM Punk will say a couple things. He'll bring up, like... I'm sure he'll make a sly reference to his the Twitter thing that happened between Orton and Tony Khan. I'm sure he'll take a couple shots at AEW. Um, I don't see him taking shots at other companies, really, just because they're not as in the realm to discuss. Maybe New Japan, maybe, probably not. But it's like, like you're, it. He's just so like the the comeback was so bad. It was just so like, here he is on this show that not a lot of people watch. I just listened listened to Arn Anderson's podcast, and he was just like. Yeah, why didn't you hype that up for three weeks to say CM Punk's coming back, and then or have him come out on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox? And wow, instead of Kane Velasquez, who that worked out super well. No, it didn't. If you didn't pick up that sarcasm, imagine CM Punk comes out. We wouldn't have shut up about it. It would have been amazing. And imagine he just says, "Catch me on FS1 for this." Yeah, it might have been a little bit of a letdown, but wow, no one saw that coming. On a talking head, a canned talking head show, that's it? It would it would be a big moment in Chicago, his hometown, if he came out. I don't see him wrestling anytime soon. No. Um, I don't know if he's even in ring shape. Good call. We don't, we don't know that. I also wouldn't be surprised, the rumors are that Fox is really trying to get his wife to come on the show. We don't even know if he actually is signed to work with WWE. It's that, just Fox. Yeah, well, he's just a Fox contract. We, but we don't know. But again, we don't we, know. No, nobody knows. So, we'll see. I mean, like, it'll be cool if I see him in the ring. I'm a, I am was a big, hardcore punk guy going back to the indie days for him. And I was a huge fan. And then recently, I don't know, just his comments with AEW. But more importantly, his stuff with Cole Cabana... I was just like, wow, I don't really like you. And then yeah. this, everything I hear him just talking negatively about wrestling, I'm just like, 
I don't know if I want you to come back. I don't know if I need you to come back. It would be huge if he did come back for WWE for business. It would, no doubt. Anyone who signed him, I don't care what company it is, could have been AEW, GCW, or you know, my backyard. He's <laughs> bringing a ton of eyes to that product. We'll see how many eyes he brings to FS1. I'm sure the first episode will be big, but if he's just blatantly towing that line, meh. It feels like a money grab for both sides. Yeah. yeah. I, I can even see him towing that line and then kind of rolling his eyes as he does it to almost like save a little bit of face for himself. Like, yeah. I, I could see that. Like, I'll, I'm doing this, but. Let me make sure that the people who always thought I was cool still think I'm cool. I thought he stopped being cool the moment I heard he auditioned for it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, that's your return to wrestling, is you're going to talk about it. Yeah. For a company you said you hated, that you allegedly almost killed you, that allegedly fired you and sent your pink slip to your wedding. Like, that was me. I'm never working for you guys again. That's interesting. But you but you're coming back to be on a shill show for them. That is the least punk thing I've ever heard in my life. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, Bill. Really well said. Yeah. If he came back to the ring, I'd be like, Oh, he wants it. He wants to fight again. He wants to wrestle again. I get that. Yeah. Not the not not to be a you know, turn this into a dump on punk thing. But I always remember where the first ROH shows I went to, uh back I believe it was at the Hammerstein and he had just left, uh, you know, about a month or two prior, and Vac asked somebody, uh, you know, the the guys at the merch table, you know, their job is to set up the lights and, you know, give you your twenty DVDs for for thirty five dollars. Yep. They would always bundle those up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he says, oh, they they tell you maybe uh, the convention hall was a bit of a bit of a rough logistic. Oh, well, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. He says, do you think CM Punk will come back? Three guys who put together the ring and break it down in unison snort and go, I fucking hope not. Mm, leave it that, at that. That, that definitely put me on guard for that guy from then on out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, really well said by both of you guys. Like I said, you know, we don't want to turn this on a crap on punk thing. You know, we're calling it like we see it. Again, I've never been a huge punk guy. Uh, again, for reasons like those stories you and Vac have told me several times. And uh, conversely, looking at it from the other side of things, I'm WWE. Well, again, technically Fox bringing it in. But, you know, I'm sure you have some sort of say in it. This is a guy who... Well, is a little more outspoken. You know, WWE loves to control the narrative. 49,000 people viewing that episode, first episode. Of, mm. They need they needed the, that juice. Yeah. And WWE needs the juice. Again, I will, be, I will be less harsh on Punk if he actually wrestles again. Yeah. Because then I know he wants to be back. And maybe this is all just binding his time to get some ring shape. Maybe. I'll keep that, I'll keep that, that door of positivity open for that. Not that he cares what I think, but I mean, like, you know, it's like, if that leads to this, like, leads to him being in the ring and being at WrestleMania, even though if he's a part-timer, he's going against everything he said, um, you know, I'd be a little more forgiving than I am right now, because I, I am coming up a little hard on him, but I mean, at the same yeah. time, I mean, like, when you beat your chest and, and pound your Bible of your beliefs, and then you seemingly sell out on all those beliefs... 
and just shrug your shoulders at it and don't give us a real explanation, yeah, it doesn't. It rings hollow. Yeah, I'm I'm a big conviction guy, so I, I get what you're saying, man, totally. But um, you know, let's go back to something a little bit more more positive. Uh, Samoa Joe on commentary last night. Awesome. Grand slam. Fantastic. Always great on the mic. Why did Why did I not think of throwing him on commentary earlier? Because, because that would make sense, and they should pay you, Rob. <laughs> He's no, no, no. But I think like Samoa Joe, like honestly, could be a great heel manager. Because, man, that dude is so banged up all the time. I mean, he's had a long career, too. Yes. It's like a 20-year career. He's going to get hurt. But, man, he would be a great manager. Okay. Like, that's the type of stuff you would have seen in, like, the 60s or 70s. Like, that old bruiser, you know, who becomes the manager. You know, a Freddie Blassie type. Mm. Like, that would be amazing if he if he did that. And I think he should stick on commentary. I feel bad for B.O. Madden, who's... It took the worst F5 in history, I guess. He's been <laughs> off for three weeks. Yeah. But um, I did like how he stood up to Brock. That, that was, was a cool scene. moment. I, I like that. Because I'm like not how familiar J- with him as I much. like how Jerry Lawler just kind of shrugs it off. Oh, yeah, he, he stood up for me. Okay. Yeah, the week later, he said, thank you. Yeah. Jerry Lawler, who, who doesn't know any of the guys' names. And like, hey, it's NXT. They're just trying to get, trying to get publicity. And you're like, yeah. Also hit on my wife at Comic Con. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I mean, which was awesome. That ends. That should just end there because we <laughs> kind of all know how that story goes. No, hey, uh... Kate, <laughs> can she get in the picture? All right. Anyway, uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, let's keep it moving here. Now, I believe you said Bill Adam Cole is going to be defending the NXT title at Survivor Series. Correct. For, uh, you know, against the winner of that triple threat. I'm just going to say this. I don't think we need to go into it. Cole retains. Any, but who, any but ob- who does he? But who does he face? Any question? Any objection to Cole retaining? No. no. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Pete done, and that's a done deal. I, I would. Uh, it's uh, past my yeah. bedtime. Go ahead. No, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on Pete Dunne. Bill. I think this would be the best yeah. Match. The other two guys just don't have the juice for it. Like for no. a big primetime match like that. Mm. And then uh, I don't see that match actually getting a lot of time on the Survivor Series thing. Also, Adam Cole, don't get hurt. You know, let, let's. Uh, I'm worried. <laughs> he's got a couple matches to get through, man. I'm worried, man. He's always got a ladder match tomorrow night. Yeah, that's great. Uh, moving right along, let's talk about something I'm actually really interested by. I always like the tweeners, um, especially guys like Kane, you know, good guy, bad guy, can play that tweener. I'm, you and I'm, every I'm Welsh, trying to get that interview. He'll be here every, next Tuesday. You and every Welsh wrestler that signed to WWE, obsessed with Kane. Love Kane. <laughs> Love Kane. I could go on on. I'll leave it at that. Um, Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. Interesting storyline, kind of thrown together, but I like Daniel Bryan's storyline of him, you know, kind of being the new Daniel Bryan, kind of being pulled back a little bit. And him, you know, you know, he comes to the ring, he doesn't do the yes chance, but he, you know, his arms are out and, you know, the fans are doing it and he's, he's talking about... I don't know, like embracing it, but not, and him getting a shot at the Blue Universal Championship, the uh, Cool Ranch Doritos Championship. Cool mm, um, <laughs> Ranch. I think it's interesting. I'm excited for this match. I do not see Daniel Bryan winning this, but I see this being a very fun character arc for him, and, and I'm on board. Ultimately, to him becoming Superface Daniel Bryan, Bill, we are not on the same page tonight. What do you got? No, 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 no. Okay, no. you're making a face. No, no, I'm trying to know. It's more like a thinking face. He's like, Cool Ranch, or... I'm like, ooh, Sweet Thai Chili. Yeah, I was going to say, you brought those three. <laughs> That's the 205 They're Live the Championship. <laughs> the 205 Live Dream. Uh, yes. Uh, 
but yeah so it's interesting is like because i what i don't want to happen is that we get a non-finish in this match i don't you can't do that again oh no 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 because i think it's a really no. cool con it's a like and the fact they are bringing up their past which wwe is notorious for having amnesia um, yeah. I'm really into this storyline, and I like the fact Daniel Bryan is not cowering in, in fear of The Fiend. That was Seth Rollins. That just murdered his... That was a sledgehammer to the toolbox of Seth Rollins. He's charisma. a baby face. They need sympathy, damn it. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's... I was going to go somewhere else. I just stopped. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I like that, and I think eventually that does lead to the return of Babyface Daniel Bryan, the Fiend goes over here for sure. Um, just I, they just can't do a non-finish. Can we can we not do the red light the whole match? They're soon? gonna do it. No, can we? I, can no, we I not? agree. Uh, you know what? Unless they do a green light for recycling. There you go. New brand blue light. <laughs> oh, no, all right. You, <laughs> because that blue was so light. hard to watch that Hell in a Cell. <sighs> it was so hard. Yeah, uh, Matt, what do you got on this one? Uh, don't like the red light. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I see. Uh, I see Bray retaining only because if Daniel wins, who's he? You know, he gets that white meat baby face persona back. Who's he going to be pairing up with next? I think they have more people that can go against Bray right now. But you don't think they would carry this over past Survivor Series? I would say at least in the next pay per view. I, I would I will agree I will agree because that I think ultimately because they it was like two weeks ago this kind of came together I would I think last yeah two weeks ago yeah. that's right I think ultimately the fiend and Roman Reigns are WrestleMania hmm I, I think they're definitely building that towards because I originally because I originally thought it was going to be Brock and Roman but if Brock's staying on Raw then it's going to be oh God not Seth and Brock again but uh, anyway. Um, it's, I think it would be, um, Roman and The Fiend, and that's, they, those two have proven they are really good in the ring together. Yeah. Here, here's one for you guys. Have they kind of ruined The Fiend a little bit? It was arguably the hottest thing in wrestling, and, you know, he was creepy, the entrance was great, the lantern, and, uh, the, you know, kind of the Mr. Rogers creepy thing, and, and now it's just, uh, has it run its course? Did they kill it with, like, the Hell in a Cell and Seth Rollins? It's... You know, it's brilliant at times, but has it... I think the reaction they got from when he was behind Daniel Bryan proved that it wasn't ruined. Mm. Because people were really into that. I that, that episode of SmackDown was the drizzling shits. And I watched that and I was like, whoa, that's cool. And I think people were into it. And when, they, when he was doing the Funhouse trying to get Daniel to do the yes chant, Everyone seemed really into it. I like it's a that really segment. interesting dynamic they're playing with. Yeah. Like you were saying about the tweener role for Daniel Bryan, the tweener role basically for the fiend, playing this literal devil's advocate. Mm. So maybe some of the edge of the fiend has worn off because they, you know, of all the silliness they went through. But I think that'll be regained in a straight up fight with Daniel Bryan. Uh, really well said. And I don't think any, like, 
you know, i talk about maybe the shine wearing off a little bit, but i think it's to no fault of bray wyatt. like even in that interaction with daniel bryan, like his eyes get teary. like he's really into it. it's almost like someone playing the joker, you know what i mean? like he but if they continued the seth rollins feud, i think it would have killed it. i agree. one hundred percent. matt, any thoughts on on the fiend or is he still intriguing? absolutely. okay. i mean, it's uh. you know, you're not going to win every game. you know, not every song on the album is going to be killer. yeah, i got you. Don't have tell to Metallica this. that oh. from 1984 to 1991. <laughs> there it is. Fair <laughs> gotcha. All right, guys, uh, let's take it home here. Uh, Rob is getting so I, sleepy. I know. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm act- I actually got a really big smile on my face for this one. I'm excited. As you can see, uh, can we have the uh, Lucha face. Mask from Mexico signed by my good friend. Mr. Was that it? Jersey All Pro? It was, and the Hardys were there, too. That, that was, was like great show. If Kane was there, it would have been like the best show ever. Do you remember that card of who it was? It was... I remember Ray, so much. Ray and Loki. Loki. Oh, it was so good. First time I saw Candice LeRae with uh, Joey, Joey Styles. She Joey moving the night by not, her. Not Joey Styles. Uh, Joey <laughs> Ryan. Yes, Joey Ryan. Excuse me. World's World's cutest cutest tag team. Yes. They were dressed as uh, Leo Rush. They the were R two R two D two and C three PO. Oh yeah. Those are tights. Um, oh, I saw you there. That's right. Yeah, I was there. That's why I remember. And the yeah. Hardys took on. Was no, it was Jeff. Matt. Was, Jeff was hurt. He took on. Azrael or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then uh, was that the Teddy Hart Kurt Angle? Mm, no. That let's sidetrack on that for a second. <laughs> with Teddy Hart, was it Teddy Hart and Alex? No, Chris Saban versus with Chris Hero in their corner versus Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Was you might not have been in that show. Oh, that was a different, different show. That might have been okay. a different show. And Teddy Hart said something to Kurt Angle and. Boy, oh boy, was Kurt Angle mad. And boy, oh boy, did Kurt Angle punch him in the face <laughs> to the point where Chris Saban and Chris Hero had to play comedy act and lighten the mood because everyone's like, oh God, they're really fighting each other. <laughs> that was also the same show Paige was at because Del Rio oh. was on a match against Sammy Callahan. Oh, that whole drama, it goes back. But hey, we love our good, we, no, we love our good friend Kurt Angle. Uh, exclusive interview on the Popbreak.com, I remember. Yes, nicest guy in the world, nice guy in the world. And anyone who tries to spin that, that's not right. We'll leave it at that. Oh, you finally got it in. Hey, man, story for another time. I, I will get into that, but uh, really great guy and and said all the right things. Nothing to spin. Anyway, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Just a little venting right there. Talking about my guy Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Uh, I think not everyone's on the same page as you and I, Bill. I love this storyline. Obviously, it's my guy. Um, I love the story where he's avenging his son, Dominic taking, I think you called him Bump Machine and a Half, uh, yeah. Bill, Let's, taking a heck of a happy. beating. I like this story. You don't think the next guy Brock's going to face is Rey Mysterio or for the WWE Championship, or it's going to be a no-stipulation match, which I thought actually might kind of happen down the line. Um... I'll leave it at this, guys. Are you saying there's a chance? No. <laughs> no? Never say never, but were I a betting man, and I am, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think my chips are going to be on the same square as yours. Okay. Oh, you, well, you think you know where I'm going, huh? Yeah. Just a hint. 
the no DQ part of the no stip what is it? Uh, it it's uh it's no, no DQ, barred. I'm sorry. No holds barred rather. So that guarantees the match will go more than thirty seconds. Yeah, well yeah. ding ding ding, that's that's the first thing I'm looking for, right? Yeah, I mean, because I'm gonna just say it. The last two Brock Lesnar matches have been utter dog shit. They've been so bad. I know he was like, oh, he caught Kofi Kingston like it was a real fight. Okay. Um, uh, Kane Velasquez, he caught him like it was a real fight. Okay. Um, Ray, I I love the storyline. I really do. I do too, man. But there's no way Ray Mysterio's beating Brock Lesnar after... After, you know, holding what he win the belt in October. And he's already dropped the title quickly once. I can't see him dropping to Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and, and Ray's been getting the better of him leading up till now. Yeah, which true. Is usually, uh, but just rare. I think this is some of Ray Mysterio's best mic work ever. Uh, last yeah. night, his promo was, was fantastic. It was awesome. I think you see Dominic get involved. He's never been Roddy Piper, but he, he's but been it, doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he was Roddy Piper or something. <laughs> just imagine if Ray Mysterio could cut a promo like Roddy Piper. He'd be um, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He I mean, great. he's one of the greatest luchadors of all time. But he's that would be Mount Rushmore. He yeah. was great last night on the. Are you kidding me? Like the passion in his eyes, you know. He was wearing that felt mask though. It looked like it was made out of one of my daughter's sweaters. Yeah, I loved it. I looked so cozy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I, I just want to see like I want this to be a competitive match. We know Brock Lesnar. I mean, as much crap as we give him, he knows how to work with a smaller guy. I mean, I his, just, they're his, probably his, old buddies. These guys. Uh, no? I don't know if Brock If, if Brock Lesnar understood the concept of friendship, I bet you they would be. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, Brock Lesnar understands two concepts, steak and money. money. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, but it's, uh, you know, we saw Finn Balor. I always think it's one of the more underrated Brock Lesnar matches of all time. But that was a really great, that, that was a really, really good match. Mm. And I really hope that Ray and him get time to tell a story. Yes, We're going to see Dominic exactly. get involved. Yeah. But I don't know if Dominic's going to do the whole turn thing because that would be horrid. That it would doesn't make sense. It, unless he's like, Eddie Guerrero was really my dad. And, it'd be just like, <laughs> and I'd be like, no one would remember that except no. for like the older fans. They'd be like, oh man, we brought this back. A um, game. But yeah, I mean, if this leads to Dominic getting in the ring, and he could, I mean, train by Lance Storm. Lance Storm ain't let us down yet. Landstorm also going to be back in WWE now. Yep. Makes sense. And, uh, you know, I, I see this is going to be a competitive match. I think it's going to be really good. And uh, But Brock's going to win. Yeah. That's what Brock Not does. a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah, I mean, the best I I mean, like I said, if Dominic comes into play, it's funny. Uh, Conan, who is his actual real godfather, was hyping him up uh, not, not that long ago. He says, you know, I've. If it wasn't my godson, I, I would still be diplomatic. But let me tell you, he says, says well, wait till you see him. He's, he's got some he's got some tricks in his bag already. Which is great. I think, and now, like, I look forward to seeing what he could do. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you just saw the way he took those suplexes, that's a seasoned veteran taking those. That's a guy who knows what he's doing. That's yeah. a guy who survived it. So. Yeah, he's vertical. He's alive. Because if that was you or I or, or Matt taking this, I mean, Matt probably, you know, you probably got more muscle than Rob and I, so you could probably take it a little bit better. But, I mean, like, you could live, let's say. Uh, but, uh, you know, eat, eat an applesauce or some ideas. True, true. Um, yeah, I think it could be a, it could be a fun match. Um, I don't know where they go from here. 
because it would have actually worked well if Kane Velasquez, you know, wasn't Ocampi and he came out and then we had a Kane Velasquez, Brock Lesnar, you know, type of deal going from there. But yeah, I don't know where we move from here, just as long as it's not Seth Rollins. Because uh, we've done that too many times this year. Not that I get Seth, just we've seen it twice. And um, yeah, so Brock Lesnar, man. All right. I'm, you guys know where I'm going on this. All right. So you're going to Do- Dominic with the surprise you're, win. No you're one's saying, using code. No, you're saying there's a chance. Let's do the math, okay? Again, yes, it's my guy, right? So I'm excited for the match, I think. I love the story. I love the match. I did not think Ray was going to be the next man up for WWE Championship right now. Uh, I'm excited. Him fighting Brock, like you said, Bill, I hope they give it time. I hope they tell a story. Um, I don't want any of this Kofi stuff where, you know, nothing against Kofi, of course, where they, you know, F5 done. You know, we've opened the door. Heyman said a couple things last night about uh, it not kind of being a Kofi Kingston situation. He specifically addressed that. Uh, He talks about the no stipulation. We have guys in Ray's corner that could come out and have some shenanigans. They're not going to take out Brock Lesnar, but you have a Dominic. We'll see him there on Sunday. I imagine Conan comes out. Maybe we have. Well, I don't think so. No, but I would love it. We have I a Kane. We have a Kane Velasquez. We have. I don't know. He just we had have a, a no. Did he just dis- have the knee surgery? Oh, did he? Did Conan? he come? No, uh, Kane. Kane. Uh, if he's not, he if he hasn't had it already, he's getting ready for it. So he will not be there on Sunday. I mean, maybe. I mean, if he hasn't had the surgery, I mean, he could pop out and throw a punch. Yeah. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Trip someone up, throw a punch, distraction. Throw Whatever a combo it is. at ringside, so, that's really how we peppered him in real life. Matt, you talk about like the factions and stuff. Not that Ray has a faction, but he's got a couple oh, he guys. Did. He it has was called the LWO. <laughs> he has a couple humans in his corner. All right, uh, that'll pop out distraction. It's a no disqualification. I'm saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Imagine, just imagine the headline. Hear me out. I know this is this is fantasy booking right now. The headline: Ray Mysterio beats Brock Lesnar. You know, gets the WWE Championship, uh, and then next night on Raw, Brock beats him. You you don't see something like that happening. No, no, by no hook or crook. I mean, or it would be cool, sure, yeah. but it's I'd like, love to see Ray win it. I don't, and no one, no, it no one says, no one. I don't think is going to disagree with you that Ray Mysterio doesn't deserve one more title run. Right. But the problem is, like, they've kind of schmoed Ray out for a while, where he was losing to everyone, and yeah. he couldn't beat Andrade. I mean, now if you told me that it wasn't Brock Lesnar who was going to be taking the title the next day, it was Andrade, I'd be like, yeah, I want to see that. But I just can't see Brock losing it right now unless he's going to take another siesta. I mean, that's the only thing. If if we know Brock, if like they're giving your, there could be a chance if Brock Lesnar was like, all right, I'm going to peace out for another. See you at Royal Rumble. We'll see you at Royal Rumble yeah. and Ray wins the title. Sure, but I just just don't see it. It's hard to see Brock lose. And you know what? I like it when they swerve us. I like when we get a surprise and set up. Brock well, wins again. We'll never see the title. Well, SummerSlam, we had that surprise. And like I said, I don't see them pulling that rabbit out of the hat twice in mm-hmm. like in six months. Okay. That's fair. Oh, dude, is there any truth to the rumor there was going to be a battle royal with just like everyone who wasn't in a match? What, for Survivor Series? I, I heard that might happen, but I just thought, uh, wouldn't be surprised. I'd be down for it. I mean, yeah. I think you know. Overall, guys, I think it's going to be a really fun pay per view. I hate that like all the pieces aren't there, and it's not like 
you know, we'll find out later. It's kind of like who's not her and who's not in a storyline and who's not fighting the night before and how does that affect Survivor Series. So it's all, again, very confusing. But uh, I think this chaos makes it a lot of fun. I hope. Yeah. Like I said, it could it could be a lot of fun or this could just be a big mess. Mm. Because WWE doesn't always see the straight line. They 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 got it. They're, they're telling a story, you know. Yeah. So it's like, so you never know what's gonna happen. Like everything we think that makes logical sense can easily be uh, turned into something that you're just like, oh, that's what they did. So, like I said, this could be great, or this could be like a big head scratcher. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I, I guess still think NXT is gonna have the best show, but yeah. <laughs> I guess who's revealing war games for you there, Bill? I'm excited for that one. Good. I didn't even know. Can't wait. Yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you, guys. As always, thanks for a few minutes. Uh, I'm very excited for Survivor Series. Uh, Bill, tell everyone where they can follow uh, myself, Matt, and you uh, over at the Pop Break Twitter, all that good stuff. Well, uh, of course, thank you, Bob, for having me over. Anytime, man. Uh, it's a good time. We had some pizza, had, had some good laughs. Uh, check out thepopbreak.com. You know, Matt and Rob are writing all the time. They're two two great additions to the site over the past year plus. They've been awesome. And congrats on, to Rob, making editor. Oh, thank Senior you, Senior editor. Thank you, my, my mentor over here. Thank you, sir. And uh, so, yeah, check out thepopbreak.com every single day. Uh, if you're into wrestling, we got we cover literally everything. WWE, both Raw and SmackDown, NXT, AEW, NWA Power. Into, into the fire! fire. <laughs> into the fire! It's got to be 9 or 10 right there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we do that every week, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, check out our big interview for the end of the year. We did Cody Rhodes, so that was really uh, Mr. cool. Mr. Bodkin, yes. And, of course, uh, you had the Tom Lawler interview. Now we don't know where he's going. Ooh. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, we got, you know, we do everything with film and TV, music, comic books, and, of course, wrestling. Uh, we're at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook, at the popbreak on Instagram. I'm very proud of the site tonight that we're recording. We're literally uh, shooting three shows on two coasts. Come shooting on. Day to Remember tonight at Terminal 5. Block Party in L.A. and then Hosier in Philadelphia. So very proud of the team. And going up strong for 10 years. Oh, and don't forget, Saturday night, December 14th, Grand Arcade Convention Hall, uh, Pop Break's annual Christmas party slash uh, charity toy drive. It's a free show. we got a bunch of bands. Low Light, who you saw at the See Here Now Music Festival. Uh, Skull Motion, who uh, reunited after a multi-year hiatus. I like that name. Um, which is featuring Taylor Allen, who's been a host of our show multiple times. Um, the Clydes, our house band. Lou Montesano of uh, the Morgan Freemasons. Comedian Ryan Barry is going to be hosting. And uh, DJ Father Christmas will be making his annual oh, yeah. return to the Wheels of Steel. And, of course, the most important thing, besides it being a free show, is uh, we're collecting toys for the Asbury Park Police Department's toy drive. Um, we've collected barrels of toys in the past, putting smiles on a lot of kids' faces who don't have toys for the holidays. Asbury Park still has a lot of people who are in need, hmm. despite all the high-rises and new buildings. Don't get it twisted. There's still a lot of people who need our help. So Absolutely. if you're coming out, bring a toy. It doesn't have to be big. Just something you think that would put a smile on a kid's face. So 
Rob, thanks for uh, the shameless plugs. No, as always, Rob, out of here. And guys, it's a great cause uh, with some great people. Bill, thanks for putting all that together. Guys, everyone bring a toy. Come on out. Asbury Park, you guys know the deal by now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Survivor Series weekend, uh, war games, all that good stuff, and we're out. We'll see you next time. Peace.